everyone, welcome to the sanctuary, a safe space to speak from the heart. I'm your host, Israel, and today I have the first time I'm talking to myself. <laughs> My guest, Israel, the creator, thanks for coming to the sanctuary today. Thank you for having me. Okay, let's start with that name. So, how did the name Israel, the creator, come about? Um, it's just, well, my name is Israel, obviously, and I create. And then I, I, I couldn't have made it just the animator or, you know, because I do a lot of things. I like to write comedy. I like to write, I, I write, I, um, I animate, and I do music every now and then. Oh, so I, I didn't like, know you do music. Yeah, a lot of people don't know, but you guys are getting something, you know, one time or the other. <laughs> so I, yeah, the um, the best way to, you know, envelope everything I do was to just put the creator. Mm. So I just myself Israel the creator. Yeah, let's talk I about music and with music touch uh, the music in Orisha. How do you pick yeah. the music? Where do you get the music from? Okay, so um, I I learned after the first two episodes to search for copyright-free sounds. And uh, I, I, I didn't say this. I wanted to say it while they were on. I forgot. But the sound, the voicing and the sound is almost as, as a tasking as the animated. And I try to make sure I finish that within the next 24 to 48 hours of the animation. So the sound, it takes a lot of time. If I don't get exactly what I want to hear, I will try to create it. If I'm successful, I use it. If I don't, I'll get something as close to what I need. And then that takes a lot of time because I think I've gone through the entire YouTube music library. <laughs> <laughs> like searching for... Searching for because when when I'm animating it when when I'm coming up with these things in my head, I have a kind of music that I want in the background and everything. And I remember there was this one scene where I was so lucky that um, Ogun, the character that plays Ogun, is a recording artist, and he has a song that fits it perfectly well. And I begged, 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 you know, let me use this song. <laughs> let me use this song. <laughs> And then eventually gave me this the permission, and then I added that to it. So the other sounds I just took like um, copyright free songs. I had a couple of people who came on board. I wanted to you know work with me as sound engineer, mm. but I would have just been giving them a ridiculous window of time to to come up with what I need. And um, I just told them you know they should just chill. You know when there's a budget or something or whatnot, we'll come together and make something. Out of it so i i use copyright free sounds um sound effects from youtube and sound requests that are effects that i try to create myself i remember having um valerie the girl that voices irriti i remember having a i told her to you know like put a handkerchief on her face while she was voicing <laughs> one uh scene you know just to get the fit the feel i wanted mm -hmm. and um i think the person that went overboard enough was um Ogun. so there was a scene where um um where Ogun was being choked by uh, Yemoja and uh, he sent me the voice and it, it didn't sound like he was being choked and I was like bro you're being choked <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you do it maybe you get somebody to choke the life out of you first <laughs> and <laughs> he told me eventually had the sister like <laughs> 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 yeah and he came up 
and it came out incredible. So, you know, things like that. We try to create the sounds, we try to create the effects and all of that then. But YouTube has been a very big help. Mm-hmm. So let's rewind a bit, you know, before I became this Israel the creator and have this great follow on Instagram. I'm working on Orisha yeah. and all your other projects. How did he get into arts and animation and all this stuff? Okay, so um, I think it's, it all came from my love for superheroes. So as a child, the fir- one of the first things I remember ever loving was superheroes and cartoons. I just loved superheroes and cartoons. And then from there, the love grew. And I found myself studying the characters while I was watching. I would study these characters. I'll be watching every angle and, you know, be fascinated by who came up with this. And uh, when when I when I study it, I will try to draw it because I used to make um I used to make paper paper uh caricatures out of uh, the characters and me and my brothers would play with them. Mm-hmm. And so I had to learn, I felt like I had to learn how to draw this character. So when I'm watching a cartoon, I'll be studying them, I'll be watching them. And eventually I, you know, I started to have my what if, you know, my what if moments. Like what if Nigeria had a superhero? What if I was a superhero in Nigeria? And then I started writing my own stories. Mm. And um, I uh, started writing my own comic books. And uh, along the line, from writing my comic books, I would I would have one reader, which was my younger brother, Femi. <laughs> so I remember one time when I was in secondary school, I my the name of my secondary school was Excel College. So I made a comic and I titled it X I think Hell. H E double L. And the characters in the comic were my classmates. Right. Yeah. So everybody was invested. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted to die. Everybody <laughs> had an opinion on which powers their character should have. You know? And you know, it was it was always very nice watching people say things like, My character will kill your character or tomorrow. No. <laughs> <laughs> You know, everybody was excited to see what happens in the next episode. What happens mm. in the, what, 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 what's it going to be like? What's my powers? You know, why don't I have powers? Why did I die? You know, and things like that. Because I think I was no, I, I'm very notorious for killing off characters. <laughs> so <laughs> along the line, drawing my comics and everything. So I never stopped drawing comics. Mm. And, uh, and uh, my mom had a bounty on my comic books. <laughs> She, she literally came to class and said, I was like, if any teacher sees me drawing anything, was to rip it apart and beat the shit out of me. <laughs> so I had that, and uh, it made working in school difficult. Mm. And it made working at home too difficult because the only time I had to work at home was in the middle of the night. Now, things have changed. They love my work now. <laughs> right, 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 right. That was going to be my next question. Like, how do they take it now? But you've already answered it. Yeah. So, so, you were making these comics. Like, when did you actually start animating them? Okay, so I, I didn't go digital until, like, 2017, 2018. Yeah, 2017, 2018, I started going digital my mom bought me a graphics tablet. You know, when she saw the interest and she came to me one day and she was like, what do you need to make this thing the best it can be since you've refused to stop? <laughs> so I told her I would need a laptop and a graphics tablet. Mm. And I think she got it within that week. And then she was like, 
enjoy yourself and then i went digital i started to make and i started, i didn't start animating immediately i started to do um graphic design illustrations you know that was that was how i got by and um in 2019 i decided it has always been at the back of my mind mind you it has always been on my mind i was going to be an animator i've known this like since the first time i picked up a pen to draw it was just you know when the right time is to start this thing because i knew how much time it would take and i knew how much i would have to turn down jobs you know turn down uh, commissions you know just to keep going at this thing and keep mm -hmm. doing the best i can so i um i stopped uh i stopped taking jobs i um we had i decided in 2019 okay i was going to become an animator and then the pandemic hit and then when the pandemic hit i didn't have to turn down my job my <laughs> job was like on pause <laughs> and everybody was at home and i said i feel i felt like that was the perfect time so i started and i didn't start um you know i didn't go through the um, conventional learning process mm. what i did was i animated something and i started working on another animator mm. immediately <laughs> <laughs> i just started making uh, music visualizers doing animated content for people and luckily there were some people that already loved my comics and some works i've done before there's a, I have a comic that I, that I think is was even bigger than this Orisha, but it was not an animation. That's why it's not mainstream. Right. The name of the comic is Auto Crash. And a lot of people are asking me to start the animated series of Auto Crash. What's Auto send Crash you, about? It's a comic about a guy who was summoned to a parallel universe to save them. Like just a regular guy. Mm who had to go to a parallel universe to save them somewhere where a war he has nothing to do with a war he has no idea about the only reason is important is his parallel version in their universe created a weapon that only his dna could activate oh. and like he created it uniquely to himself Mm. and there was this question that ran through the show because people were like there's an infinite number of parallel universes why was this character so important and um, i told them that the reason why that guy was so important was he was entirely useless to the timeline that means plucking him out of his timeline doesn't affect anything no effect. there was no <laughs> and that was just my way of letting you know that you know sometimes even even what makes you useless is also what makes you unique what makes what makes other people feel like you know this person is not important mm. what makes you unique in another place you just have to be in the right place he's useless in his timeline but in another timeline is there yeah. jesus yeah so yeah. That, that comic and that comic came out around the time stan lee passed away mm. so i had a little that was that was where i learned to put easter eggs in my work and i feel like i'll what send you the that? comic and i feel like enjoy it easter eggs like uh, oh easter eggs gotcha gotcha gotcha, there, gotcha. Was, there, was, there was a page there was a page there was a literal there was a page where the extras became the main characters and the main characters became the extras oh and that page just that page just happened and just passed and i did it for me but then when it's when i when it, when that episode dropped everybody was like bring those characters back <laughs> <laughs> and i had to i had to put out a disclaimer I have to put out a disclaimer to let them know that you see if i bring if i put them at the forefront it defeats the entire idea mm. you get they have to stay extras and then i had I, I i made an homage to them in like um 
two episodes towards the end and um i had them you know explain that themselves yeah and that episode passed so I, i'm, I'm there's still going to be an animated version of autocrat so that was the comic that i used to hone my skills as an illustrator that was why i found out that if you leave me to try and learn something, I may not necessarily do it until I have a project I'm working on and then I'll find myself getting better and better and better at it. So I started to animate during the pandemic. I started doing jobs. I started working as an animator. And then the very next year, I decided, yes, it's time to make my own animated series. Mm. Why did and you decide to go with me, a Risha and not Auto Crash? Because Auto Crash already had a com um, audience. Yes, yeah. Um, I think that that was that that has to do with what I was more and you know excited about at the moment. I felt like Orisha. I felt like Auto Crash was not. Um, it didn't have enough of our culture mm. in it, and I didn't know how big what I did was going to get. But I felt I just felt deep in my heart that um, in in case it gets you know really really big i want it i want it to go big based on something that it's um you know close to the culture close to home mm. about the old nigeria um you know background and all of that so i decided let my first big project be orisha let it be that's why i gave it the yoruba name you know because even then most of my readers and my fans were not um were not nigerians Many of them were not Yoruba people, but I felt like they would have to learn it. They would have to ask questions about these things. Um, I think the third episode, I made sure um, we voiced and I, we, we, we acted it in Yoruba. Um, the, the first scene, I made sure we acted it in Yoruba mm. so that, um, you know, because I now realized I started having some Ghanaian followers, some Ghanaian fans, Togolese, uh, and things like that. So I was like, yeah, let them hear our language. Yeah, I put the subtitle for them to read, but let them hear the Yoruba mm. and understand that, yeah, this culture is actually, is really beautiful. And uh, these are things that that, <laughs> that could have been, <laughs> yeah? Because you find out that you watch, um, you watch um, the Western, the Americans, you know, and other countries, when they make versions of our work, you hardly hear our language in it. I agree. You hear us speaking English, and I'm like, nah, we don't really, we don't speak English that much mm, like that. <laughs> mm, mm. Like, uh, yeah, when you're showing our history, if you're you showing historical moments, and they are speaking English, I just know you're bullshitting. Yeah, you're kind of pulling the people out of the experience. And I think that's what yeah. also caught me about Risha, because, like, I I grew up in, like, Yoruba, in the Yoruba community, and I was always fascinated about these stories. And in my mind, I'm like, how can... Like, because it's, it's wild, these stories, right? And, yeah. <laughs> and you, you, you hear about these stories, and it's like, man, it would be great if it could be seen on the screen. So once I saw it, I was, like, hooked, and watching it, I'm like, okay... How much work goes into each episode? <sighs> a lot. And uh, I was working a nine-to-five when I was doing um, Orisha. So I animate at work and I animate at home. My worst part of the day is being on the road. I And I think to date, I hate being on the road because I feel like it just, <laughs> it's just time I'm not spending <laughs> doing what I have to do. So, yeah. Uh, a lot of work goes into each episode, animating, and you know, uh, I'm I'm doing all of it alone, and it's on my iPad. Wow. So there are a lot of effects that have to be done manually, like parallaxing, 
um, camera movements and all of that, I have to animate it frame by fucking frame. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, a lot of work goes into that. And uh, there are a lot of things. You, um, you, it helps you to be resourceful. There are a lot of tricks I learned to pull off with um, with the app. And uh, I found different ways to achieve because I was the kind, I'm the kind of person that if I have a kind of visual I want to achieve, mm. I don't care how long, even if it takes, <laughs> if the whole animation takes, yeah, the whole animation takes two weeks mm. and that particular scene takes three weeks, I will spend that time doing it. And I try to make sure, you know, each episode was better than the last, graphics-wise. I try my best to to achieve that. So a lot of work goes into each episode. Uh, all my heart goes into <laughs> each episode. No. And I like people to believe that whatever I put out that time was the very best I could have done. You know, that approach is amazing, and it also shows in the work itself. Um, now let's talk about the characters because you can have all these amazing animation, amazing stories. But if yeah. the people, the voice actors, don't bring those characters to life, it doesn't right. really come across. How did you cast them? Yeah. How did you work on the voice part? Okay, so um, when I was casting, mm. I didn't have the privilege of getting, uh, you know, professional voice actors and all of that. So for me, it was mostly. Who wants to come on board? Mm. You know, I felt like I felt like I'm this is this is my honest thinking. I feel like anybody can voice act if they have good direction. Like if they have the right direction and uh, if you as the director know how to how to use them. Mm. So they I was like, who wants to come on board? The people that I handpicked myself that I knew felt like this one's most voice for me were Valerie and Bolade, that's um, Ireti and Oya. Mm -hmm. Those two, I had made, my, I'd made up my mind that these guys were voicing even before I started the animation. And um, every other person was just like, um, Biva was from Twitter. Some other people DM'd me and were like, yo, I saw I, you animate. If you ever need a voice actor, let me know. Mm -hmm. And I keep that somewhere. And I'm like, yeah, I'll catch that in soon. <laughs> and... Uh, and they were amazing. And then my friend, Jide, who you saw, mm. like I said, we go way back. So when I was voicing, when I needed Orumila and Anifa Priest, it wasn't a tough decision. <laughs> like, everything in my blood and in my body was like, this is the person that will do this thing. Mm. It, would, it would kill it. It won't stress you. And then they were not perfect when we started. They were not... In fact, I think we are all still growing because that was my first experience to voice acting mm -hmm. so when we um when we do the takes i'll be like okay this is what i'm going for mm -hmm. and many times i voice the characters all of them to let them know what, what need. i want to share you know what i'm literally really going right. for like anger and i love how they interpret because sometimes i feel like you know my direction i'm just saying nonsense like I could say, I want you to be angry, but with a touch of concern. <laughs> and then after I finished saying it, I was like, did I make any sense? <laughs> but that's it. I'm just, I'm just lucky. I have people that understand me, you know, without having to, you know, go on this long epistle. Mm. And then when I say it, and they send back what I give, and I'm like, yeah, this is exactly what I, this is what I didn't know I needed, mm. you know. And I'm like. Uh, and, and I'm telling, um, oh yeah, you're a mother. 
so just show concern and then just you know go crazy with it and they're like okay and then <laughs> and then she gives me what i want and i'm like yeah yes this is it and if they give me what i don't want i'll be like mm-mm, mm-mm. you know it's unique <laughs> it that and a very good thing that you know what you want so when you hear it you just know yeah. that that's exactly it and if you don't you that's know exactly. how to get what you want because like when you watch the orisha and i'm going to put the link on the uh below when you watch this series you just want to see the next one and when he ends it's like oh my god what is the next one coming so what is the process for the next season now yeah the process for the next season is um we are in a stage where we are looking to see if we can get like a budget or something before we start Mm. and but it's not going to stop us if that doesn't happen we will finance by ourselves Mm. And uh, the story is complete. If I did, if you are worried about that, the story is complete. The whole thing has been drafted, and uh, it's just now a matter of animating it, voicing it, and getting the right feels and everything. And it's going to be incredible. Mm. And uh, there are a couple of ideas for how to roll out the next season. So there's either you know three um, three um, eight minute episodes or a couple of five minutes episodes just you know just we don't want to do it as short as the last one was that's two to two minutes uh, we want to do something that won't take more than like three episodes then each one will be longer than the average episode mm. because uh, the story is not really so long from here mm. and then there's a spin-off in mind that i plan to put out there's an entire universe i plan to create spin-off if you notice I intro- on yemoja oh yeah i um I've always struggled in all my time of writing stories and all of that. I've always struggled with um, having with having a female lead, a female lead a led story. Mm. I, I always feel like I can't, you know, really connect to the character. I can't relate, and I think that was just a fear I had on misrepresenting, you know, mm. women in this story. And then once I started Orisha. And people's favorite character was Ereti. Mm. And I knew how much I loved. I love animating Ereti. I love telling her story. And you'll find out that if you watch the show, she's the only person that really has an episode dedicated to her origin mm. and all of that. And it made me really love working. And I decided, yes, let my spin-off be based on Yemoja because I have a very beautiful story I want to tell based on the characters. Also, I wanted to point out that I've introduced some, um, you know, like... Um, some I I use that to introduce the you know all those normal all those normal Yoruba monsters we used to know you know Egungu mm. uh, Abiko and uh, Mami Water and all those things and funny enough she's the one that fought all of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, yeah, 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 yeah. Cory yeah. fought Egungu in the first episode. Then she fought Abiko and Mami Water, yeah. and then you know she starts with fighting all of them. You know, you know so. I, she, I have sorry, I had to cut that because, like, when you mentioned the Mazmi Water, yeah. I remember watching it and thinking, like, this is kind of a different view angle on the Mami Water thing, you know? Why did you take it that route? Okay, so, um, I, I the first thing I thought was in the Yoruba mythology, we have all these monsters, you know, and I was like, what's a lazy way of giving all these monsters? the same origin story because <laughs> <laughs> you know like how did these monsters come to be and i felt like that episode dedicated to irity 
was a perfect way to do it. You know, they were the priest fucked up, messed up his spell, and unleashed all these monsters. And she has been there's been a shadow war between uh, Orisha, um, between um, Ireti and these monsters going on for ages, mm. and she has been taking them out. So that's why it it kind of explains why. A couple of people will say we've seen these things and a couple of people will say they don't exist mm. that's because it is behind the shadows taking care know, of them knocking them off the people one by one and i had a i had a whole irritate versus madam coin coin sequence you know <laughs> and i put it, i put it um i tried to put it in the episode but then she was going to fight mommy water later on in that episode mm. And I felt it didn't feel right. Mm. I don't. I still don't have an explanation for it, except for it didn't feel right. So I cut out the Madame Koi Koi sequence mm. and I left it out. But I feel like I feel like I'll just throw that story in for no reason. I feel like Madame Koi Koi could be. She could. She has the potential to be like a series long villain. Mm. Mm. And I was like, mm. yeah, let let's leave that <laughs> for now and let it come. Let it come later, mm. you know. And even in the, I wish, I wish I could send you a picture of it. Even in the this thing, because back then when I used to hear the Madame Koi Koi story, it was in this school called Queen's College. And in the um, in the um, in the animation, it was in Queen's College. She attacked, and uh, you know, Ireti had to do the needful. <laughs> and then we'll still, we still, there's still a lot to go into about Ireti because there's a whole training process. Mm. Why arrows can take out, you know, monsters like Abiku and Mami Water mm. and uh, things like that. And then we'll get, we'll get into that. And then Fred, Fred, Fred was an amazing. Then the guy that voices Fred, DX, is a is a professional actor mm. that happens to be a close friend of mine. And I remember he has two monologues in the in the in the show. One way was giving a speech at the National Theatre, and then one way was telling the backstory of um, Corey and Odudua. And I remember thinking, I know exactly what I want for that backstory. Shake mm. it. So I didn't. I didn't want to say it, but I felt like we we're going to have to do it hundred times. <laughs> so I prepared his mind mm. that we are going to do this thing as many times as it takes. We did it once. Mm. he did it the first time I heard it and I was like I don't want to hear any other thing <laughs> this is this is what I want and this is what I'm keeping and he tried a couple of other things and I told him sis don't waste your time that first thing we did is just the best mm. and that was what we that was what we had and uh, sometimes it happens like that their first day could just be magnificent Whoa, okay, so um, the thing that actually also pulled me into your world was the Niger John Week story on your Instagram. How did your Instagram <laughs> begin, and then what is the background behind this John Week story? <clears throat> okay, so um, it, it didn't it didn't start with Instagram because my Instagram was um, it wasn't I didn't have followers and it was very low performing and all of that and um, I was tired of spending money on ads for you know Orisha content trying to get the word out so I decided to try and go viral and one of the best platforms for that seemed to be TikTok so I started creating TikTok content then I wasn't really I didn't really call myself a content creator but when I started creating content for TikTok I was like okay let's see what we can do to go viral so I tried a couple of things I tried to animate popular TikTokers I tried to do animated transitions 
and then all of a sudden i did um, something relatable you know about how expensive it is living in lagos and everybody just ate it up and <laughs> i found out that people thought that was funny <laughs> and when i realized people thought that was funny i said okay let's try let's try write more funny content and mm. it started doing well and then about 150k followers on tiktok and then those um that content started to go viral on Instagram too. And then they started to go viral on um, on Twitter. So that's how I was able to gather, you know, the followers, the small followers I have now. And uh, they liked the content for what it is. And I was like, okay. And then a few of them, a few of the followers went and checked out Orisha and were like, bro, when is the second season coming? And uh, <laughs> another, thing, another thing we did was... Um, some boys came out and their content was based on telling ridiculous lies. And I found out that these lies happen to be action sequences that all, all guys have thought of in their head. You know, or you, you'll be in a bus one day and you'll be thinking, hmm, what if what if Amrobat just attacked this boss and they shoot bullets and I dodge everything and I dodge everything and I start fighting for the Arabas. And these guys were saying it. So I was like, why not animate it? And that was how the John Wick trilogy started. The stories in So the first one, <laughs> and I decided because telling the story it's one thing. Mm. When you see it, it's another thing. Mm. And I think the Momijio content taught me that because I felt like it wasn't funny enough to just hear what these people are saying. Let me animate it so you see how ridiculous it is in its entirety. <laughs> So I animated the first one. It did really well. And um, in my in my time creating content, I like to do when I create a content, I like to do like a series of three for each version of the content. Mm. Um, I did um, superheroes in Nigeria. I did about four contents based on it. And um, when I did the Mommy Geo one, I did like two. And when I did um, the John Wick one, I did like three. And that John Wick one was the first time that the second installment will perform better than the first. <laughs> I mean, the story is insane, and he's like, he got 80 bullets, we're shooting at him, and one hit his head, and, oh, wait, he bounced (laughs) off him. (laughs) I'm like, what? (laughs) Nothing. I was like, what? One said he jumped out of a car, and then he went so high that, you know, God just helped him that a plane happened to be moving at the time. (laughs) I was listening to it, I was like, What? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man um yeah you know what I'm, I'm i'm really enjoying this chat so um i'm gonna well okay before i let you go though i'll ask this now you know you build this okay. community and you're enjoying creating you know you're still building working on season two coming up soon um what is the big plan okay so the big plan would be to have um the Orisha universe. Because this is Orisha Prince Cory. There's going to be Orisha Yemoja. There's going to be Orisha and all other things. So to have the Orisha universe and its spin-offs on major streaming platforms and to be able to make uh, a feature film based on any new ideas or anything that come up. And then the big dream, the big, big dream would be to have, you know, other animators, you know, just look at it and be like, we can do this, you know. This, this came out of our country. This came out of what we can do. And we can definitely do this. I get, I get some DMs, you know, that, that um, 
about um, you know oh my god i love your work it's so it inspired me to do this and then they'll send their animations and i'll see it and i'll be like yeah that was how i saw some other mm. people's work and i was inspired to do this the only difference is the person i looked up to was from outside the country it would be nice to give you somebody to look up to that looks mm. like you that comes from your background mm. and you know that made it work and then you you see that yeah you can do this thing as well and i think that's one of the um, that's one of the that's one of the that's one of the things that keep pushing me to do what's better than you know the last mm. thing these guys as if you're yeah, inside my head because you have seen my last question now but i'll still ask you though <laughs> so like i want to let you go with this question um with all these things you've created and the people that you're now kind of inspiring there's a kid there goes through your instagram goes through orish and he's like okay i see this thing what like what of advice would you share with that person my advice would be um work with um, what you have don't think anything is too small if you have a pen and the paper you can animate with it nothing can stop you if you want to work with what you have um put out your content don't wait for people to come and ask do you draw mm. or can you do this you know talk about yourself put your content out upload it social media is one of our biggest um weapons when it comes to creating content and it's so beautiful now that you don't need promotion as much as you used to because things like the instagram reels and the tiktok algorithm are just pushing content for pushing sake mm. and you never know so create content put it down at any point in time when anybody asks of you as long as you call yourself an animator make sure you have things you are proud of to show to showcase and to put out and uh just keep going that's it man yo thanks so much i can't wait for season two of orisha and uh, i just want to say thank, thank you for you. sharing your journey and uh creating all the amazing things you do and also want to say thank you for coming to the sanctuary today thank you very much for having me this has been so much fun <laughs>